is money real? Is the U.S. dollar real? And I'm, let me let me back this up by a little little history lesson, I okay, guess. Yeah. Uh, I see where this is going. 72. Yep. We went off to, Gold, Woods. Went yep. off to, went off to Gold Standard. Yep. Went, which Nixon said it was going to be temporary. Yep. Yet here we are 50 years later. Yep. Um, U.S. dollar is backed by itself. Yep. Or in some, it's even backed by the petrodollar, which yep. is oil. Exactly. Um, but let's take a fast forward to just a few weeks ago <laughs> where crypto, mm-hmm. FTX. Yep. What's crypto backed by? Well, itself. Yeah. So it's not regulated. Yep. So how is the dollar not the exact same Ponzi scheme as crypto? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to say, what's it backed by? Itself. The faith of the U.S. government. Well, what you what you should say is, what's the U.S. dollar backed by? Our nuclear weapons. Yep. Which I think is a lot more fair, because who's going to call us on our debt? No one. We're going to blow them up. <laughs> <laughs> what is that term for it? It's, like, it's not first strike deterrent, but uh, uh, mutually assured destruction. destruction. Yeah. I guess that you know the U.S. dollar, you know, you, you could argue it's backed by mutu- mutually, assured, yeah, mutually assured destruction. I'm not that didn't stop Russia. Yeah. But, I mean, seriously, if... I think that's a good actual case study to take a look at the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is backed by itself, which means it's not backed by anything. It's backed by this imaginary thing that we all agree on. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was, when it was gold, it was actually backed by a physical thing that had value right. that would fluctuate with the markets. So how is the dollar not different from crypto? I guess because it's – I guess because the government comes into play. The government controls it. So for better or for worse, it's not some – you know. Hipster dude living in the Bahamas, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to be effectively <laughs> altruistic, and using you know, exchange you know the means of exchange of crypto as a way to uh, to fund yeah. that. But I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. And again, this kind of ties a bit to my profession because what we do at um what we do at R three is we've kind of taken the uh, the technology that underpins crypto with you know putting things on a you know a shared distributed ledger, um, allowing for kind of free frictionless exchange. But then we've yeah. done what we've done on top of that is we've made that that ledger private and permissioned. So you have those same means of exchange, means of frictionless exchange, but in a completely controlled environment. So you're leveraging all those efficiencies mm. that come from that, uh, that wild west unregulated space in a more kind of, in, in a much more stable, um, you know, managed secure fashion. And I think that that really, um, it, it is, it, it, it is a cool business model in a way. But I think that also, you know, we do crypto sometimes is. struggle with it. Yeah, well, crypto is interesting because it's unregulated. Yes. That's what makes it sexy. Exactly. That's what makes it dangerous. Exactly. Like U.S. dollar, it's like, yeah, it's backed by the government. But what's the government backing it with itself? Yeah. So it's the same problem. It's like, how is, it, how is money real? Yeah, like, how, that, that's why it's like, who cares if the debt's high? It's not real anyway. Yeah. Who's like, who do we owe the money to? Do you ever um do you ever listen to the Odd Lots podcast? No. Uh, okay, so there's a so it's it, it's two guys or it's a guy and a girl from a guy and a girl from Bloomberg, uh, Joe Joe Weisenthal and uh, Tracy Alloway. Mm. But Joe had this whole thing um a couple of years ago about the easiest solution to the uh, to the national debt would be to mint a uh, a trillion dollar coin. I have two, heard this ten, theory. Yes. So MTFC mint the effing coin. Yeah. And that would instantly make all our debt problems go away. It would. So you all go, well, is it would it though? Because that's isn't it just printing more money. Well, yeah, it is just it, it's printing more money, but you're taking it from the mint and depositing it in the treasury, and I guess that that solves all the problems. I mean, but the same thing though. Like if money is backed by itself, you can just create money. Why not just create more money then? Yeah. If it's not real, if it's well agreed, it's funny money. Like <laughs> I mean, we all Monopoly agree, money. Like we all agree, the economy is based off what people believe. So if everyone believes that money isn't real. Just give people money. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds too simple. It would never work. Yeah. I feel but. like we're getting, uh, you know, we've gotten dangerously close to that between, uh, you know, stimulus and student loan forgiveness and everything else. Yeah, it's only money, right? Yeah, it's only money. Well, student loan forgiveness, yeah. you know, I would love that 10000 forgiveness. Right. I would cut my loan in half. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. <laughs> but what I said from the beginning, you know, Christian and I have talked on this podcast about student loan forgiveness. 
doesn't fix the problem. In fact, it doesn't even address the problem. It ignores the problem. It makes the problem worse. So do I support student loan forgiveness? Duh, I have it. Right. But do I support student loan forgiveness? No, it doesn't do anything. Exactly. It yeah. doesn't do and, anything. Yeah. And it's it, it's just funny. You look at, the you know, I think, you know, if you, if you look at the numbers now, I think you've got more and more students going to college than um, than ever before. Mm. But at what cost? And Everything. what are they learning and what are they taking away? It's like, I don't think that you can, like the type of stuff that happens in, you know, that happens you know, in the space that I operate in is very, you know, in, in fintech in general mm -hmm. is, you know, it's really business school 101. It's identifying a marketplace. It's identifying a way to service that marketplace and then figuring out, you know, put, so using kind of the, the, the business or econ side of the brain to identify a market, you know, identify a need, identify a market, and then using the finance side of the brain to figure out what do I have to spend to address that market and how do I scale up? Right. That's, you know, that's really all you need to know to be, you know, to at least kind of dip your toe into into founding your own business. I think that that's, I don't know how much of that is being taught in schools right now. I feel like everything I hear about on the news and everything else is all about, you know, basket weaving or... Um, humanities. Or hu humanities or those Theater. kinds of things. Exactly. Again, you'll, you'll have, that's another thing. You, you have you have kids, yep. Co college age, both go to college? Uh, one years? is out of college and one will be going to college in a couple of years. What, so. what did they go to school for out of college? Uh, my daughter went to school for sociology and she is now mm -hmm. a social worker. And yes, she has some student debt. And yes, daddy writes a check for it every month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My parents had to bail me out a few times yeah. with that as well. So, hey, we're millennials. You're going to be paying for us until you're dead. Exactly.